Monday, Action Sports, Jack's Overtime, ESPN 690. You know by now, but if you're just jumping in your car and you don't know, LaVisca Chenault traded from the Jags. Cut downs on the roster. We'll give those to you as well. Start, bench, remove, all coming up in the next hour. But as we like to do, if you're jumping in your car, Brian Middleton keeps you updated on the traffic you need to know. Leaving downtown, I-95 southbound this evening. I'm checking in with FDOT, and they're letting me know that we have a broken-down vehicle at Emerson blocking the left lane, causing some slowdowns in the area. Right now, it's about 16 minutes to get from the top of the Fuller Warren down to the Beltway. And then heading through Arlington, east Beltway southbound, your slowest between Monument and Atlantic. Give yourself at least 15 minutes to get from Hexer over the Danes Point down to JTB. With Jacksonville's most frequent traffic, I'm Brian Middleton. Thank you, Brian Middleton, for the update on the traffic and thank you for showing up on time brian middleton it's character development you love to see it first of all don't uh don't thank me huh thank my uh my backup not my backup who's the the, you called him a backup you called him a backup though tag team whatever you call him you called him a backup listen you know who i can't call a backup right now me lavisca chanel (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know where you're going okay no 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 no. i was gonna say your boy jones timothy jones uh it's it's him jones him, 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 Jones. Yeah, him. He's yeah. him. Yeah, okay. He is yeah, him. Yeah, Tim yeah. Jones is him. So yeah, it's Timothy a good. Jones to Mafias. Look, bro, you, you're getting people up out of there, man. It's a good transition. Hey, while I talk about this fixture camera, because I didn't have time to do it. Okay. But anyway, we want the people on the stream to be right, updated. You can't pull that clip. You can't pull this clip. You can't pull this clip. But what you need to know is this: Brian Middleton mentions Tim Jones. That is because Tim Jones. Performed for this team in the preseason, made plays in all the preseason games, forced the hand of yeah, Doug Peterson. Yeah, he did. And has found himself, as we believe, on the roster for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why do we believe that, you may ask? Well, Brian Milton, Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Jags Overtime. We believe that because earlier today, Laquan Treadwell was cut by the team. He will not be with the Jags. Um, and that made us think, okay, it'll be LaVisca Chanel, it'll be him, Jones. But we found out just a little bit ago that would not be the case either. LaVisca Chenault was traded to the Carolina Panthers. We know it is a undisclosed draft pick. As it sounds right now, it will not be a player. It will be a draft pick for LaVisca Chenault. And I didn't want them to cut him completely because I thought that was a waste. I'm surprised, though, even as much as we talked about a potential trade for LaVisca Chenault, I'm still surprised to see it happen. But nonetheless, Trent Baalke finds his favorite trade partner in the Carolina Panthers. Look, this is what I do know, okay? And he's on his way there. This is what I do know. High draft picks, right, that leave Jacksonville win Super Bowls. Not all of them. Not all of them. Hey, listen, I'm not worried about the ones that didn't do it. I'm worried about the ones that did. The one. Listen. Okay. I can point to two off the top of my head, and I think I'm missing the third one, and you could correct me, but I know about Jalen. I know about Fournette, and we're just going to add Visca to it. Visca, come on, keep pounding. Let's go. Well, you would also be adding C.J. Henderson because he's already been traded from the Jets. I'm not worried Panthers. about him. He's, he's, a, he's a one-off. He's on your team. I know. He's a one-off. He doesn't count towards my argument right now. Okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. So the Jags now are un- all of a sudden thin at the wide receiver position when you trade one and cut one. You've got your three starters. You've got Jamal Agnew and you've got Tim Jones, and that's that's what you got. I mean, that's what you're rolling with. Unless you keep a Jeff Cotton Jr., you keep a Kevin Austin, which I'd be surprised by both. If you didn't really get a player back that's a receiver from Carolina, which all things reported say you haven't, then you're you're rolling with those five guys. It surprises me. I'm surprised to not on, see a Caesar. sixth. 
It is. Uh, you're right. They'll figure, they'll figure something out. And guys are getting cut and waved left and right. Um, Sony Michelle is cut from the Dolphins. He doesn't play a wide receiver, but he's a quality player that plays running back. Could that be a guy the Jags look at to bolster the running back? That maybe. But what I'm getting at is a lot of guys that you know their names are being cut and will continue to be cut until 4 p.m. tomorrow when the rosters have to be set. So could the Jags still find a guy to make impact at the wide receiver position, potentially running back position, almost likely? So we'll have to see how those things play out. But How did uh, you guys uh, feel about it on the main show? You know I always get about a 30-second recap from you. Yeah. At the start of this show yes. of what happened for the past three hours. How do the guys feel about the, the players that have been cut thus far? Uh, just outside of LaVisca, I think Treadwell is a little bit surprising just because I don't know if surprising is the right word. It, we thought in a consensus, me, Brent, and Aaron, that it was LaVisca and either Tim Jones or Laquan Treadwell would make the team. Okay. And now you're yeah. telling me that it's, Neither LaVisca nor Laquan Treadwell and Tim Jones is making it. It's surprising. So I think there is a little surprise there. But I think with the trade, I'm not surprised he got traded, but I'm surprised it happened. Does that make sense? Not really. Not not really. Not entirely. You're surprised it happened to Carolina? It just happened today at the moment it happened. Like if if we would have took it down to the wire, I would have been like, okay, I get it. But they've made they made their decision. Yeah. Like if this trade doesn't come through, I'm guessing it gets cut. That's, do you, do that's, you think that came down to this last this last preseason game, or do you think they already had it up, had their minds made up on some of the guys they cut, and then you know Lavisca? I think traded? I think you're looking at a regime that didn't draft him. I mean, Trent Baalke didn't draft him. Doug Peterson wasn't here. Trent Baalke's on the staff, but he wasn't the GM. He didn't draft him. So you've got that working against you. You've got working against you that he didn't practice for most of training camp. Yeah. He didn't play in the games. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's getting cut because of the Falcons game. Like, that's just not realistic. So I'm guessing it was they didn't really know what they had. You had one pretty decent year in a rookie season, and you had one pretty bad year in a second-year second season. So I think when you look at all those things considered, then you got him, Jones, who consistently makes plays for you, performs in practice, performs in the games, and Doug Peterson said, you know what, I'm not stuck to this guy, LaVisca Chenault. It's not, it's not on my record what happens to him, and we like Tim Jones better. So we're going with Tim Jones over LaVisca Chenault. That's what I think happened. But I guess I'm just more surprised that they're going to keep five receivers with one of them being Jamal Agnew, who is very capable of being a receiver, but is a punt return guy. You know, you're not going to, like, weigh on him for big-time receiver plays. Maybe they are. Maybe he blew them away. But, again, coming off the injury, I'm just surprised how the whole thing shook out today with Treadwell getting cut and LaVisca getting traded, I guess. Well, I know that as far as, uh, you know, with Treadwell, Treadwell, you know, uh, I, I saw his tweet. I saw it in a couple of articles talking about his future is bright. And, you know, I'm glad he feels that way. You know what I mean? I'm not – who am I to say your future is not bright? He'll get picked up. What do you think about his ceiling now, right? It's not – Treadwell. Our problem. Treadwell. Yeah, Treadwell. It's not our problem now. You know, Jack, it's not the Jags' issue now to even think about that. But, you know, he came in, what, like 20 – I think it was 2016 – uh, you know, spent the time with uh, with the Vikings. Yeah, Minnesota made him a first round pick. Uh, Atlanta for a cup of coffee, and then 
came to Jacksonville, and it just it hasn't seemed to work out anywhere. Yeah. Um, for where he was drafted, and he's in his what his sixth season now. Yeah, he's he's been in it a little bit. I I see what you're getting at. I think I don't think it's an off the field thing. Like from all reports, he's not a bad dude. Like he doesn't do dumb things. Like right. you know, he's on the headlines for the wrong reasons. He obviously had a really good relationship with Trevor Lawrence, well documented, and we'll see how that plays out as he's now not on the team. But I think with Treadwell, it's just too inconsistent. Like, there were times last year he made plays and we're like, hey, Treadwell. But to be reasonable, the only reason Treadwell got on the field is because they didn't have a receiver that could do anything. Jamal Agnew was making plays. He gets hurt. Marvin Jones was being uh, locked down isn't the right word, but I'm going to use it here. He was being locked down by the number one corner on the opposing team, and they were daring some other receiver on the team to make a play. Spoiler alert, nobody did. That's why LaVisca Schnault's not here. And so Treadwell comes in and makes a couple of plays. And you're like, okay. You see why he was a first-round pick. But then he has some drops. He dropped the ball in the end zone, I won't forget. He dropped the ball on the sideline that I won't forget either. So I think it's just, for him, so far, it's just been inconsistent. Seems like a good dude. He definitely has talent. I just think the inconsistencies are there. And they, not that they had to do him any favors, but they did him no favors in terms of Christian Kirk's a lot better, right? Zay Jones, better. Marvin Jones, better. So you make those moves. They like Tim Jones, as we found out, and they like Jamal Agnew. And I think it's just it's one of those things. Could he come back on the practice squad? Maybe. But I wonder with teams like the Bears, with teams like the Packers, there's a plenty of teams that don't have any receivers. Mm-hmm. I think this guy might get picked up. But for me, it's just the inconsistencies because he has the talent. He's a first-round pick. But it goes to show like how much leeway you get as a first-round pick. Like You're just going to keep getting opportunities. And he, he wasn't bad. He was not bad here. I said last year at the end of the season, I said he shouldn't be just put on the team for what happened last year, but he should have the opportunity to earn his spot this year. And he did. He had an opportunity. It just didn't work out for him. And the Jags got better at the wide receiver position overall as a group. So that plays into it. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, Brett, this one comes in from a, a listener, Brett Martineau. Uh, he said, question for the broadcast on, why do the Panthers keep taking players the Jags don't want? <laughs> So that, that one comes in from a listener, Brent A.S. Jacks. It's a good question, man. And uh, giving up players that uh, will help out the Jacks, like Dan Arnold. I, you know, I don't, hey, I, I don't know. Again, uh, you know, the heck, listen, I won't even call him by his name. The head coach of the Carolina Panthers wow. is on okay. the one of the hottest seats. He really is. It's, it's almost urban level hot, but it's, but he hasn't done this, the stupid stuff off the field. So I don't want to equate you know, Matt Rule, you know, to Urban Meyer. But but the level of hot seat, he's there, you know. And I and I don't know how much in the decision-making process he has at this point in time. They're picking up people and um, picking up players and uh, forming together, you know, who's going to be on this final 53. Um, but, you know, they think that they can make things work. And honestly, Casey, I say it every time. I, I've said it multiple times this offseason. For the first three weeks, when Christian McCaffrey was – 100%, the team looked like world beaters. Huh? It's Sam true. Darnold looked like he was the guy, uh, and he just needed a new you know, environment, um, and the team was 3-0. and And so that's why I texted you when you were like, congrats on your, uh, on your new wideout with the sarcasm. I could read it with the sarcasm that you meant behind that text message. Um, listen, if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy for 15 of the 17 games and be at like 80% in most of those games, who knows what that means for the rest of the guys around him? He made a quarterback look amazing. 
Okay? He did. He can make a wide out. He can take focus away and make a wide out, you know, have a little less pressure on, on them. That coupled with, you know, like DJ Moore and whatnot, I think that they got an idea of how they want to use him. But I don't know why they keep picking up players that the Jaguars have shown that, hey, look, this may not be yeah. who, who we think they are. So... That's yeah. a good question, though. Yeah. A, thank you for the listener questions uh, from Brad Martin. Another it was a jab, but it was a question. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, another one on the, <laughs> just on the comment. I think this is more for Brent, and okay. uh, they don't realize we're on, but I'll I'll take it. Uh, it's not really a question. You just wonder if this is in the works before Treadwell was cut. I do wonder that. Hmm? But at the same time, when it's one player for a conditional pick. Like how much was there to work out? Right. You know, like, I feel right. like they had a pretty good idea about it. Uh, before they did it. By the way, that's going to stem off a bigger conversation with Carolina because I'm I'm interested in that. It's also going to stem for other moves around the NFL because Jimmy G, that decision has been made. He'll The spoiler alert is, I'm not going to keep you hanging, the spoiler alert is he'll stay in San Francisco for another year. We'll tell you more about that. But I do want to give you this if you are just jumping in. Uh, we mentioned Laquan Treadwell was cut or released or waived, whichever you prefer, but the Jags say officially released. But uh, was not the only move in terms of names you know. Rudy Ford, the safety, also released by the Jags. Uh, Raquel Armstead was waived, if you prefer that, over-released. The running back, that leaves them with Snoop Connor, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, which I think there's going to be a move made there. I have no inside information. I think they bring in a veteran. I don't know if it's Sony Michelle. I don't know if it's Kenny and Drake. I don't know who it is. I think they make a move at running back that's just kind of my guess. Uh, a couple others. Benji Franklin, Casey McDermott, Brandon Rusnick, Chappelle Russell, Tyrell Adams, all uh, being waived and or released by the Jags today. So those are the moves, but obviously the highlighted ones are the ones, if you're watching on the stream in the title, Rudy Ford, Raquel Armstrad, and then uh, Treadwell. And then during the show, we find out the trade of LaVisca Chanel. Busy day. Busy day here in Jacksonville. And it's only going to get busier. It's only going to get busier by tomorrow at 4 when we know the official roster, who will make it, and then what happens from there. Because as we said earlier, we'll say it, I'll say it again, though. Just because you're on the 53 and you're number 53 of 53, I, that doesn't mean you're safe. Because when we see some of these other guys getting cut and not making rosters, Jags had the first waiver claim, right? Yeah. So other moves can be made and probably will be made. I'm telling you, they're going to do something at running back. I have a strong feeling about that. A lot of the other positions, though, I don't know, man. Like, O-line, if you keep Walker Little, you feel pretty good there. You feel pretty good a lot of places. I just wonder what other moves could be made outside of running back and maybe wide receiver depth. We'll have to see how it plays out. I talked about Jimmy G. We'll tell you about the new contract. We'll talk about the Carolina Panthers, Brian Middleton's Carolina Panthers, LaVisca Chenault's new home. Do I do I dare say they could make the playoffs, Brian Middleton? Who, the Panthers? Yeah, the Panthers. That's the NFC, sure. There you sure, go. that's fine. And that's exactly why. So we talk about all that. Start, bench, remove also before we get out of here at 7 o'clock. By the way, coming up at 7 o'clock, inside Seminole football with Mike Norvell. FSU 1-0 on the season after a 40-point win on Saturday. We break it all down over the next hour. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz. We'll be right back. Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. It's a Monday and it's a busy one. 
LaVisca Chanel on his way to the Carolina Panthers after the Jags trade him today. Big move of the day here in Jacksonville as they continue to cut down the roster to get to the acceptable number. By the way, I see you on Facebook. I'll relay your message to Brent Martineau uh, about the Panthers. Uh, I'm not him, though, so I will, um, I'll relay that message and let him know. How do you feel? Brian Middle- Middleton, Carolina Panthers fan. I don't know if he Jaguar feels that. Friend. I don't know if he feels that strongly about friend. it. You know what I mean? Don't you know? Tell my whole resume. That's your tell whole my resume. Whole resume, please. South Carolina Gamecocks fan. Yikes! There we go. Georgia, Southern. I would try to say what fan. I mean, what team you're a fan of? But we got till Friday. Do we? Undecided. The season started. Yeah, not for every team. You going to that Utah game? Nah, I forgot to put in. No. Anyway, we continue on with the show though. Uh... LaVisca Chanel traded the big story of the day. The other big story outside of Jacksonville in the NFL is Jimmy G as players continue to get cut from their teams. Jimmy G is not one who's going to get cut. The quarterback that we all, like when this offseason started, right? And all the quarterbacks that end up moving, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, got all these quarterbacks that move. The one that we all thought and I think knew was going to move was Jimmy G. And today we find out after all of this, Jimmy G does not leave. Jimmy G will stay in San Francisco. Mm-mm. And according to Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, and pretty much everybody on Twitter, he will be, and I quote, the highest paid backup quarterback in the league. I believe the base salary is $6.5 million. Has the ability to earn up to $19 million if he plays and plays well and, you know, what happens with that. And it will take him through this year, and the next year he can walk, be a free agent, and go whoever and wherever pays the most or he wants to play. But there's got to be more to this. Brian Middleton, we were just talking about it in the break. Trey Lance, the third pick in the draft, sat all last year, except a couple of games he did play uh, due to Jimmy G being out. But, I, I, one, I'm stunned Jimmy G didn't go somewhere. Like, I'm stunned that he was never traded. There's so many teams that still make sense to this moment. And yep. it never happened. And now we know he's staying for a year as a backup. How do you read it? You think there's something there? This is the worst possible Uh-oh. scenario for Trey Lance. This this is the worst thing that could have happened. Of all of the things that you would put on the table and you'd be like, okay, Trey, listen, we know that, you know, if you're a competitor and, you know, you're just like, you, you want to play such a high draft pick, big hype behind you. We know you want to play from day one, right? Learn on the road. I mean, learn, you know, right there, live, live action. We get that. But you got to sit out. That's not ideal. For most players today, even though there was a time, Casey Curse, before you were born, right? That was yeah. the that was the thing. Listen, you get drafted, honestly, you're not playing that first season. And and to be real with you, we'll see, we'll see about the second season. But you're gonna sit and you need to learn. You gotta get acclimated to the speed of a game. But that's that's not so much right now. You know what I mean? So, but that's not ideal. I get that. And then you could look at potentially getting injured or maybe just not performing as well as you want. But I think the fact that you have a guy who, by all accounts, the majority of the team liked the players, and he's had success there. Like, nearly the pinnacle of success, but very close by getting to the Super Bowl and getting to conference championship games. You got him to a point where he's like, you know what? No, I'm going to stick around for another year. The first year you're going to start. And if you have any semblance, and I mean any semblance, you, he's on a short lease. I don't care what Kyle Shanahan 
says, I don't care what what uh, what John Lynch says, he's gonna have to be on a short a shorter leash than what he would have been if Jimmy G was gone. Right? Yeah. Of course he's gonna have mistakes. I think everybody's expecting that, including the players and coaches and whatnot. He's still very young and he's starting this, you know, brand new, right? I mean, not brand new, but he's not going to He's going to have a lot of mistakes. He's just going to, right? But sure. to have Jimmy G holding the clipboard, huh, ready to go, what, what if they, Casey, what if they start off two and four and he doesn't look good in those first six games? I'm be honest, and, I don't and think he gets to that point. Exactly, exactly. And I think that for Jimmy G, it was a shrewd move. Let me heal up a little bit more. I'll tell you what. And if you need me, you know I'm here. Yeah. I've worked with these guys already. You know I work. You know I work. Yeah, I've shown that I can do this. I may not drag the, you know, the other 21 guys, you know, to the mountaintop, but I don't mess it up for them more times than that. And I, there's a place for me on this team, and I've shown that I can do this. And I got a couple Super Bowl chips anyway. And granted, I wasn't the, you didn't the play quarterback there. Yeah. But, hey, hey, it still shined the same. The Marines still shine the same, Casey Kurtz. It's true. I'll give so you that. And that's, that's where I'm going with it. What you got? I, I love what you said there because people say a lot of things about Jimmy G, right? I don't think anybody's lining up to say he's a top whatever quarterback in the league. And I've been arguing with this, and I'm just like, are you dumb? Jimmy G was the quarterback of a team that went to the Super Bowl. And I, I said that a certain way. I didn't say he led them to the Super Bowl. Right. They, but they in no way, shape, or form won in spite of Jimmy G. Jimmy G was not out there throwing picks in, in bad situations. Jimmy G helped them get to the Super Bowl. He didn't Ryan Tannehill you. Correct. In the Super Bowl, it wasn't fantastic, right? It was. And then the next year, Jimmy G goes into Lambeau and wins another playoff game. By the way, the one that you're the one going into the Super Bowl, it's like 45 to nothing. They killed him. Yeah. They demolished him. Okay, so the disrespect for Jimmy G is wild. But to your point, you didn't disrespect him, by the way. I agree with everything you said. Though he's got to be some type of leader because those guys played for him and got him to the Super Bowl. When Jimmy G got there, the Jags found that out in 17. It's when he got there and went on that like 6-0 run with them. Mm -hmm. They were horrible. Jimmy G comes in there winning games. Since then, he's won over that team. I think Trey Lance, and I think most people would agree with me, has the ability to be a better player. He probably has better tools. He's more mobile. All of those things. But to your point, if he doesn't perform, there's going to be a lot of people that turn on him. Maybe not the coaching staff. That locker room might be lining up at Kyle Shanahan's door saying, this dude took us to the Super Bowl. What are we doing? The fans might get into it. Might. 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 And here's what's interesting. You said it. Two and four, and they go to a bye. What happens? I'll, I'll do you one better. They start the season with the Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. Two teams that we think could be bad enough to have the number one pick in the draft. Trey Lance has to win those games. Don't let Trey Lance look bad against the Bears and the Seahawks. Because then what? If we think those teams are as bad as they are and he can't beat them, Jimmy G chance. I promise you. I promise you. It's going to be brutal. And, And then what does that do for the confidence? Not, uh, yeah, I mean, you kill it. And now, are you wait? Did you just waste a whole draft? Like it's, a third overall pick that you traded up to get? It is a. It is the worst case scenario. Only for I mean, I don't mean only for Trey Lance for Shanahan, like for the organization, but not for Jimmy G. Like I said, Jimmy, hey, Jimmy's like, hey, listen, I gotta heal up. I'm playing with house money at this point, even though six six and a half million for 
Jimmy G, who should be a starting QB, I you know, yeah. God bless him for taking that amount even for one year. Because you're right, there are plenty of situations right now where he could have gotten a whole bag. He could have gotten that multiple times over. And so, uh, but for Trey Lance, I hope, I hope that this kind of pressure, because that's what you want, right? Especially from your starters and then especially from someone you want to be your franchise QB for the next decade. You want him to have this kind of pressure and be like, good. Now, now let me show you. Now, keep the clipboard over there for this whole season and make sure that you're calling the plays in when I look over. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you have my pictures ready when I come over to sit down on the bench after we just scored another touchdown. So that's what you want from Trey Lance. So, you know, hopefully for him and his people, you know, they, they, he rises to the occasion. But, boy, it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's a tough go. I know his heart dropped. I don't care what anybody tells me. I don't care what he says. Yeah. I know he was like, dang, oh, got it, when he saw that. I'll give you that. And then just to kind of go into the schedule a little more, two two games at the top I told you about. You got okay. the Broncos and the Rams. It's going to be tough. There's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Panthers and the Falcons. So in your scenario, in your scenario, mm-hmm. if he is two and four, that means you've lost the teams you should have beat. Absolutely. And San Francisco, like here in Jacksonville, I don't know if we can feel that. I'm not from San Francisco or any of that. But they're good. They think they're good enough to win the Super Bowl. And they should. They've been, they went to a Super Bowl. They struggled. They traded for Trey Lance. Last year they win a couple of playoff games. They're that good. Why couldn't they come out the NFC? Why couldn't they? If, come? I'm, exactly. if I'm a fan of theirs, if I'm a player on there with the success, like you just said, the past couple seasons, and not too huge a move outside of the QB position, why not? So, and I tell you what, Trey Lance. You go, Trey. Here are the keys. It's going to get tight quick because you're a better team than the Chicago Bears. You're a better team than the Seattle Seahawks. You're a better team than the Carolina Panthers. You're a better team than the Atlanta Falcons. Who we got to pay to get that lineup down here in Jacksonville? Who we got to pay to get that, that first four lineup like that? Hey, I'm not mad at Commander's Colts to start it off at least. You're not mad at Colts? Okay. In Jacksonville, no. They haven't uh, won in Jacksonville in yeah, 10,000 right. years. You're right, yeah. On the road, I'd be like, come on, bro, because yeah. then you got to go to L.A., then you got to go to Philly, which I still think they win the Philly game. But um, it, it it's crazy stuff. By the way, if I'm Justin Fields in this scenario, boy, it's not a, even a Justin Fields ref- revenge game. But if I'm Justin Fields, I'm like, you took this man over me. Over me? I'm, I'm going to make you suffer week one. Because uh-huh. let Justin Fields destroy Trey Lance, by the way. Like, let him blow his numbers out of the water. Then see what happens. It's going to be... You got that headline plus the Jimmy G. Holy cow, I would not want to be Trey Lance. And here's the thing. If you've been listening to the show a long time, you understand that I've invested hundreds of dollars in Trey Lance cards. We're now looking at thousands of dollars in Trey Lance cards. I really need this guy to be good, right? I don't want to be out a couple Gs. So I'm not rooting for the demise. I'm just saying it's going to get tight quick. For Trey Lance. It's a long way from North Dakota State. I'm not saying that it's, you know, I'm not saying he can't handle it the big time. I'm just saying it's a long way from there, man. You know what I mean? And again, I hope that, I hope he does rise to the occasion. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I don't want to see anybody, regardless if they're on the Jags or not, you know, just fail completely, especially when they have all of these probably aspirations and then they have all these uh, superlatives thrown onto them. And, you know, I mean, because he's, he did look good in college. I mean, he, he did impress enough people. He has worked hard to a certain degree. But w- what I hope is uh, for him is that it doesn't fracture this locker room. Like you said, you don't want the players, like a faction of the players yeah. who are just Jimmy G guys, just like, listen, we already losing. You saw what we did last season. Put him in. Go ahead, you know? Yeah. So. 
That's where it's at. So it's where it's at. Jimmy G staying in San Francisco. LaVisca Chenault heading to Carolina. Those are the two biggest stories of the day. Jags in the news. Trading second-round pick of a couple years ago, LaVisca Chenault to Carolina, who all of a sudden might be wide receiver rich. Depending on how you feel about Robbie Anderson. I knew, I knew you weren't going to let a whole show go by with the, without bringing him up. He's still there. He ain't retired yet. Yeah. I thought he retired. I thought Baker came in, got an address, got a real estate agent, and Robbie was like, I'm out. Ain't that what he said he was going to do? That's what he said. I'll tell you for a quick second, Brian. We were like, is Robbie Anderson in on this deal? When we when nothing was coming through and we were like, what's the compensation? No. He's not, if you're listening. We're not getting Robbie Anderson. Thank God. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> but I second that. At first we were like, thinking. hey, but now I kind of wonder. But here's the thing. I said this when it when it came through. DJ Moore is special. DJ yes. Moore is a number one. Yeah. Robbie Anderson's a deep threat. So is Terrace Marshall. Like, that's Robbie Anderson's game. I'm not saying he actually is, but I'm telling you, like, that's what his game is. Go long, make the play, right? He's still bad. It's fine. Just trust me. And what I'm getting at is LaVisca Chanel is giving them something they don't have. Like, Robbie Anderson's not throw it behind the line of scrimmage and let him make a play. Because right. he's like, I mean, he, he's just not big like that. LaVisca's big like that. So for the Panthers, I get it because they're getting something that they don't have. I tell you what, don't let McCaffrey be healthy though. That's what I'm talking about. Now you come into the now you come into the light, Casey Kurtz. I'm. I, it's a bad like. Here's the thing: if three NFC playoff teams come out of the South, what in the world? Because the Bucks going. Yeah, I'm about to say the what Saints in the world? probably going. The Saints going. I don't know. I don't know. Could the Panthers go too? Panthers could go. But that Saints one with, with the surety that you just have, you know, that, that's one. That's NFC's one bad, man. That. The bottom of the NFC, like that middle yeah. tier. No, it is. You know, we going to find out. Star Venture move on the other side. We'll be right back. It's the Blitz Scoreboard Show every Friday night at 9 p.m. on ESPN 690. Join Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and the Hall of Famer Kevin Sullivan for scores, analysis, interviews, and live video of games on the ESPN 690 social media platforms. I know y'all heard that promo. The Blitz Scoreboard Show. Friday nights. It's high school football red zone. You like football? Yeah, you're listening to this show. Check. You like listening to this show? Uh-huh. You're listening. Check. There you go. Me, Brad Martino, the Hall of Famer, Kevin Sullivan. It's high school red zone. We're literally showing you the games live on the stream. You can see the future of the sport. Scoring touchdowns. Game of the week is on. You got to check us out. 9 to 10, about 9 to 10, 25. Then Brent runs downstairs. And then new this year, uh, Friday Night Blitz, the TV show. Yes, the program. It's on Fox 30 from 1030 at 1030. And then on CBS 47 at about 1115. You ain't got to worry about all that. Don't don't go on TV. You could. But it's going to be on Twitter. We're going to put it on Twitter as well. So uh, if you lock into the Blitz scoreboard show at 9, you can just keep rolling with us all the way through the show. You get all the high school information you need to know. If you're a scout, you can watch. If you're a fan, you can watch. If you're a parent, you can watch. And if you don't care either way, might as watch. well watch too. Because what else are you watching on so a Friday night? you learn how to care, Casey Kurtz. I'm just saying. purposes. I'm just saying, right? I, I don't have a kid playing high school football. I do work here. That would be impressive if you did. It would be, be kind of scary. It would be actually that. terrifying, <laughs> to be honest with you. But the point of the story is you can watch, even if you have a son, a daughter, somebody involved, you can still watch. And that's what we want. 
Anyway, Ashes for Shacks Overtime ESPN 690. Brad Middleton, the broadcast on on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz on a busy day. LaVisca Chenault on his way to Carolina. You probably know by now he will not be a member of the Jags. And it just continues to stab, stamp home how bad a draft it was in 2020. First three picks, C.J. Henderson, Carolina. Caleb Von Chason on the bench. LaVisca Chenault, Carolina. So what you're trying to tell me is Caleb Von needs to get a – Real estate agent in Charlotte. I I'm like, hey, listen. <laughs> would consider it. <laughs> and meanwhile, the Panthers have secured uh, everyone's number one pick from a couple years ago. There we go. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, C.J. Henderson. Tough. You hear me? Tough. Yeah, they just they said if we can't draft them, then we'll just get them three years later. It's fine. It is no biggie. But star bench removed, Brian Middleton. What do we got? All right, uh, Casey. You know that the um, that. NFL uh, TV, they actually uh, released their last 10 of their top 100. They've yeah. been doing that for the past. Yeah, so it's an interesting list right here. So uh, the sport questions will be uh, centered around that Okay. for this particular start bench remove, and then we'll do our regular weird stuff for the other ones. Okay, first up, Casey Kurtz, NFL top 100. Yep. Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go probably with the consensus here. Actually, I'm not. I'm going to start Tom Brady. This is where things can get wild. I'm going to bench Aaron Rodgers. We can't be swinging around him. It's Aaron Donald. Might be recency bias. But for my money, I know Aaron Donald is disruptive. Aaron Rodgers, bro. So I'm going to remove Aaron Donald from this scenario. You big dummy. Maybe. All right. Maybe. You can find D-tackles. Can't find no Aaron Rodgers. I said it. I called him a D-tackle. Okay. All right. I did it. You can't find Aaron Rodgers. They say Patrick Mahomes a better Aaron Rodgers than Aaron Rodgers. And he ain't even on this particular start bench for move. Which is wild, by the way. I know you're going to get to it, so I won't spend too much time on it. But what are we doing? Why is he not higher on the list? Anyway, I digress. By the way, Aaron, don't, don't come at me, bro. I don't need to be hit with a helmet after this. And definitely don't come after me. His name is Casey Kurtz. It huh? is. That's true. At K Kurtz on Twitter, you can follow up. <laughs> what we got? Uh, consoles, Nintendo 64, Nintendo GameCube, Nintendo Wii. Tell you what. First of all. There's a right answer. There is a right answer. And it's the Nintendo GameCube. We started it. The Nintendo GameCube. Listen, I know that the sales were not great. I know people didn't love it. I love the Nintendo GameCube. I will stand out on the limb for the Nintendo GameCube. If the Nintendo GameCube committed a serious crime, not the people that made it. I'm talking to strictly the system. And the Nintendo GameCube came to me and said, Casey, I need some help. I'm like, I got you, bro. That's how much I love the Nintendo GameCube. Shut up, Chuck. What do you know? <laughs> uh, I will then bench. I got I to gotta finish this. Yeah. I got to bench. Nintendo 64 is before my time. I don't really like the Wii, though, but you can play GameCube games on it, so I'll bench the Wii and remove the 64. This guy right here. I, I, know, that's unpopu- I know it's unpopular. Back to the NFL Top 100. All right. Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, TJ Watt. You've got to start TJ Watt. be honest with you. Oh, that's the right answer. You've got to play no sound. I know that's Because right there is no sound because it wasn't the right answer right there. Uh, we started TJ right Watt. We started TJ Watt. Uh, Cooper Cup or Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, we'll bench. Uh, ooh. Ooh, Jonathan Taylor. We'll bench Jonathan Taylor. So we'll remove Cooper Cup. You know what? I remember I remember last season you were like uh, fantasy football. You I, I had Cooper Cup. Cup and yeah. it was just 30 points. 25. It was. It was incredible. On my way to not winning a championship. Yeah, that's Okay, your future, by Jonathan Casey Taylor, Kurt. I might have won. What yeah. do we got? Your future, Casey Kurtz. Yeah, a yeah. five-course meal cooked by Gordon Ramsay, 
a one-hour conversation with uh, about baseball with Mike Trout or a round of golf at Augusta with Tiger Woods. Your future, things that are going to happen anyway. Just start bench removing. Start. Ugh. Probably start golf with Tiger. That'd be pretty lit. Uh, I'm a bench Trout. And then I'll have to remove Gordon Ramsay, unfortunately. Yeah. I like food too much, guys. Here's the thing. I love food too, but like I'm I'm fine. Like, don't get me wrong, Gordon, I'm sure you make fantastic food. Uh, not to compare it to the McChicken, but like I'd be alright with a couple McChickens. You know what I'm saying? You're not hard to please. I'm not. Okay, uh, let, let's do a couple more, Casey, because we got to get out of here. Yeah, NFL yeah, yeah. top 100, back to that. Devontae Adams, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Ramsey. Should I do it? I, I don't even <laughs> Yeah, do it. I want to pull this clip, so do it, yeah. Oh, God, he's going to come after me. Start Patrick Mahomes. Ben, oh, no. uh, bench Devontae Adams. Remove Jalen Ramsey. There I, you go. I did it. I did it for the people. I did it for the people. I wouldn't have done that. But, you know, you the GM. I did it for the people, man. Got the audacity to be mad at Trent Baalke doing GM moves like that. All right, Casey. Uh, next up, better you than me. Uh, tackle Derrick Henry head on, full speed. No. One kidney shot from Mike Tyson, who is now 56. Okay. Is he 56 in the scenario? Yeah. He still rocked that guy on the plane. Though. He did. Okay. Yeah. Or being hit by a fastball by a reliever, Cardinals reliever Jordan Hicks. Yeah, he throws like 103. 103.7. Which one, Casey Curse? Are you going to start, bench, and then remove? Oh, goodness. I... All right, this is going to be odd. Wait, I'm starting... Wait, the wait, one wait. that is the worst to you. Oh, Derrick Henry. Oh. I, don't, I don't want that. Oh, okay. I mean, you've had pads on, too. It's a little CTE. A little CTE. I would die. He would run me over. They don't call him the Yuli Bulldozer for nothing. I mean, if if that shot hits just right, that kidney ruptures, it's game over anyway, Casey Kurtz. Which is why I'm benching Mike Tyson. I don't want that smoke either. If I had to pick the three, give me Jordan Hicks. If he accidentally hits you with the helmet on, it's over anyway, Casey Kurtz. That's that's a okay. All right. It's a risk you're willing to take. You know what I'm saying? I don't want the smoke with Derrick Henry. I don't want smoke with Mike Tyson if he's 50, 60, 70, 80. I'll take my chance with Jordan Hicks. Wow. There's a chance he misses also, by the way. Wow. Casey Curtis, I'm going to wrap it up there, man. That's it for Star Bench Remove. Star Bench Remove on a Monday. One more segment to go, and then we got Inside Seminole Football. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Couple minutes to go inside Seminole football is on deck. Mike Norvell, 1-0. Don't call it a streak. Don't call it a Please comeback. Don't. Oh, uh, yeah, neither one of those. You're right. Those are the truest words you've spoken all show. <laughs> neither one of those are true. Florida State 1-0 with a, a football game I'm excited to see on Sunday night. No work on Monday. Hey, Brian, we're off on Monday, by the way. Um... Uh, also, I'm to, not, the, to the oh, well, so, you know, uh, I got a what do you call it? A compensatory date, not a compensatory. We just talked about picks. What do they call it when you uh, like you you can't get the day off, so they got to give you a different one off? Oh, uh, a it's free a, day it starts with a C. Yeah, it's a free day. It starts with a C. I don't oh, know. Well, I won't be here. 
Um, so Sunday night, I'm prepared to watch FSU in its entirety. I'm excited to see if they play LSU. Uh, you can listen. Yes, man, 690 right here. Uh, listen to the game as they take on the LSU Tigers. Go Tigers without Ed Orgeron. The debut for Brian Kelly. So we'll see if he can uh, flounder. You going to have an accent or not? Probably. Uh, it depends on if they win or... Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, halftime. That's a good call. Depends on the score. Okay. Yeah, probably. If he's feeling himself. If not, he'll just go back into his normal. Uh, FSU probably wins that game, by the way. I just want you to know that. Hmm. Uh, I say probably because I'm not fully sold yet, but I'll be sold by Friday. Uh, anyway, inside Seminole football coming up in just a minute. The big news of the day, uh, if you are just jumping in, we appreciate you being here. Action Sports Checks, Overtime, ESPN 690. LaVisca Chenault heading to the Carolina Panthers after two seasons here in Jacksonville. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say surprising, but it, d- it did happen, and that's just what it is. LaVisca Chenault will not be here for the Jags. A polarizing move in terms of I think everyone has an opinion on it. Everybody feels differently about it. I think most people uh, in the chat that I've seen from starting at 3 o'clock until right now, there's been a lot of differing opinions. I did not want the Jags to cut this man. I did not think that was a productive move. Mm -hmm. I said if you get rid of him and he's not on your roster, you better trade him. And they did. You know what, Casey? We may call you up to the front office. Tell you what. I tell you what. They need to. But... Now the question will be, we don't know fully what the pick is. How does it play out? What does it mean for LaVisca? How does he do in Carolina? All those things yet to be seen. But what we do know is him, Jones, otherwise known as Tim Jones, will be on this team. Laquan Treadwell, another wide receiver, will not. So now five wide receivers going into the season as it stands right now. The roster becomes official at four. And by official, I mean cut down to the number. We'll see if any moves happen after that. But Brad Middleton, when you came into work today, did you think we'd be doing the show and LaVisca Chenault would be traded and then a member of your Carolina Panthers? So uh, I knew that the Panthers were looking for – there were a couple of like one of those – a couple of articles saying, oh, sources are saying that the Panthers want some veteran leadership at the wide receiver position, so they may make a move. So, uh, no, I didn't think that they were going to be getting, yeah, you call. know, Visca what we're going to call them. But, uh, but you know, it, Too live. it was something that um, that was, they were looking to do stuff there and it was kind of out there in the, in the media. But, uh, but hey, listen, man, look, like I said, Ramsey, Fournette, he could be nice. Chenault, bring us a Super Bowl, Chenault. We won't think about Henderson. That's all I'm saying. We don't think about it. Vizca Chenault on his way to Carolina. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens with Vizca. Hopefully, you know, young players get traded. Sometimes it doesn't work out, fall into a bad headspace. Hopefully none of that. At least from this show, we wish nothing but the best for LaVisca. And, by the way, LaVisca has a silver lab, as I have a silver lab. His dog's named Icy. Mine's named Blue. That would have been a good little combo. It really would have been. Yeah. But we wish the best for Icy as well. So, LaVisca Chanel on his way to Carolina. And up next, inside Seminole football, Jeff Colhane. The head coach, Mike Norvell, they will get you set from an FSU win and a game against LSU on Sunday. We're back tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. (laughs) Is it too much to ask?